0: Welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Spirit Led Summer Series. And I really feel that this is an important moment for this church. Firstly, I'm kicking off our Spirit Led Summer Series, which it feels like we've already got a taste of what's to come of of the Spirit moving in us this morning. Um, But there's also something so energizing about speaking about the Holy Spirit. It definitely feels to me like a rubber-hitting-the-road kind of moment. We've gone through um, a few different series, looking at our front lines, so those places where we interact with those people who don't yet know Jesus, realizing that we all have them. Um, We've gone through we've done a series looking at our identity through the parables so asking the big questions of who am i and why am i here and then most recently we've gone through a health check just of our church and of ourselves looking using the letter to the seven churches in revelation and if you've missed any of these you can catch up on our podcast that we do each week um with the revelation series it's only about six um six episodes long so they take about 20 minutes so you could probably fit it in in a week on your commute to work just listen to it go over the series again let it kind of refill you reinvigorate you there but all these series feel like they were preparation for what is to come getting us ready for what God is going to do next this feels like the moment where we need the energy and power to do all the things that we've been talking and beginning to do the energy and power to sustain us and move forward. We need the Holy Spirit as our energy and power to do all that God is calling us to do and be. So what a more appropriate day to do this than on Pentecost. Now the passage that we've just heard from Acts is a fairly well-known story, particularly in charismatic circles. But what I feel God is saying to us today comes from the verses that bookend our reading today. So, the first thing that struck me from the passage was in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. For a long time, I've read that to mean, isn't it helpful that everyone was in the same place so Pentecost could happen? And then move on and read the rest of the passage. But that's not what it's saying. The day of Pentecost had arrived and everyone was together. It was like saying it was the 26th of April and everyone was together. It was a way of identifying what day it was when these things were gonna happen. The day of Pentecost had been happening for centuries. It wasn't initially a Christian focused day. It was originally a Jewish festival known as the Feast of Weeks. Now, the Feast of Weeks is one of three pilgrimage festivals where Jewish men must, come, uh, must travel to Jerusalem to present offerings in the temple people would have traveled from all over the known world to be in Jerusalem at that time. So it makes complete sense that there were so many people from different nations in Jerusalem at that point. The festival happens seven full weeks from the day after Passover. So seven lots of seven days is 49 days. So it's 50 days between Passover and the festival of weeks, hence Pentecost, the Greek word for 50. And we can read more about the, the kind of the details of this uh, particular festival in Leviticus. So in, 20, in Leviticus 23:15 to 17, it says, From the day after the Sabbath, the day you brought the sheaf of the new wave offering, count seven full weeks. Count 50 days up to the day after the, s- the seventh Sabbath, and then present an offering of new grain to the Lord. From wherever you live, bring two loaves made of one-fifth of an ephah of w- Finest flour, baked with yeast, and as a a wave offering of first fruits to the Lord. So the the festival, uh, the feast of weeks was to celebrate the wheat harvest, but it also became a time to celebrate God's giving of the law. For Jews, the law wasn't simply the Ten Commandments, but it was the entirety of the Torah or the first five books of the Bible. The law was given as a set of rules and stories of how to live in right relationship with God and what it means to be fully human. The problem with living by the law is that it was reliant on human effort to fulfill those laws. As hard as we try, as much effort as we put in, we were never going to be able to keep the law. So with the Holy Spirit being given on the day when it's talking about living in right relationship with God and how to be fully human... It's something to take note of. In the space of 50 days, we can can see two key symbols of Jewish identity being changed and broadened in their context. Firstly, Jesus at Passover, taking the idea of the sacrificial lamb as a way of saving the Israelite people and now applying it to everyone from sin. To here, we see the arrival of the Spirit for everyone, not just the select few, the leaders or uh, for a particular time as we see in the Old Testament but for everyone to have the energy and power to live in right relationship with God. It was God's amazing rescue of the Israelite people from the hands of Pharaoh through the blood of the Lamb being widened to God's amazing rescue of all people from the hands of sin and death through the blood of his son. Then, here at Pentecost, it's the giving of the law as a way of living in right relationship with God by our ineffective action, to the giving of the Spirit as the power of God in us, bringing us into right relationship with God. We need the Spirit to keep in right relationship with God. It's what gives us the strength, energy, and power to keep going against what our fleshy human parts want to do. The energy to spend time in prayer when we'd rather be catching up on the latest Netflix series, the strength to fight against our temptation, and the power and courage to share our faith. We need the Spirit to be fully alive in relationship with God. So how does this look? As someone who works with technology a lot, I'm quite practical, and I like to know how things work. So when a a management consultant might come in and say, We need to leverage our core competencies and incentivize our employees to think outside of the box and be proactive in order to achieve our goals. Inside, I'm wondering, what does this actually mean? What's it going to look like? There are two key areas for this that that I think we can look for this in. Firstly, the gifts of the spirit. They are powerful gifts that display God's power in our lives, but also the fruits of the Spirit, which are characteristics of a life lived fully in the Spirit. Now, we don't have time to go into this fully, but there is one part I'd like to look at in particular. Often in the New Testament, the working of the Holy Spirit is associated with the spoken word. We can see words of prophecy or supernatural confidence and clarity when speaking to those in authority. It's in these moments where we see people say things they wouldn't normally say, people having confidence to say things they wouldn't normally, or the wisdom to see things for how they really are. I can remember a very clear time of this happening. I was having a whiskey chat with my wife, Hannah. For those of you who don't know what a whiskey chat is, it usually occurs around about 10.30 on a Friday or a Saturday evening after a long, tough week. A couple of beers or maybe a couple of glasses of wine have been drunk, and then a dram of fine, single malt is required to to complete the evening. Hence, a whiskey chat. And as I'm prone to, as I'm occasionally prone to bouts of melancholy, these chats usually involve some kind of pseudo-philosophical idea, like the fact that it takes so long for the light to reach the Earth from stars that we are technically looking into the past which means we are always technically looking into the past because it takes time for light to reach our eyes. Which means, how can I be sure that what I'm looking at is actually there? And then also, what I perceive as green, does everyone else perceive as green and not blue? And just because something has been labelled as green, but it's actually blue. So, it was during one of these types of chats that I was complaining about how hard life was and the fact that I needed something to make sense of everything. I was looking for my grand unifying theory, the one thing that can make sense of everything, an idea that no matter how crazy life got, it was still true, an idea that would be relevant when things were good and bad. And Han just calmly looks at me and says, how about be still and know that I am God? That was definitely a mic drop moment there. (laughs) Now, my wife is an amazing and brilliant person in so many ways, but when those words came out of her mouth, it changed the atmosphere completely. There was something about what she said and the wisdom it contained. You knew it was the spirit speaking through her. It completely disarmed my mood and changed the atmosphere entirely around that conversation. It's also worth noting that we can't just call up these gifts of wisdom and ideas out of our own fruition. The spirit is not like the force in Star Wars, unfortunately. We don't control the spirit. We can't use it for our own ends. Like some kind of supernatural coffee to give us energy. Yes, it can give us supernatural energy, give us strength to endure, knowledge to see what's really going on in situations. But it's not for our own advancement but for the advancement of the kingdom. As Claire pointed out a couple of weeks ago, God doesn't provide for our presumptions. At the end of the reading, we see some of the people outside mocking what is going on. People were hearing about the greatness of God being proclaimed in their own language, and they put it down to being drunk. This got me thinking about the verse in Ephesians 5, where Paul cautions the Ephesian church not to be drunk on wine, but on the Spirit. The New Living Translation phrases it like this. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. This isn't a caution on not drinking wine, but getting drunk affects the way you act and think. When someone is drunk, it's really quite obvious. It affects how they speak, how they act, and the way they talk. When we are filled with the Spirit, it affects what we say the way we carry ourselves through life, and it affects how we act. Being filled with the Spirit, as we have seen, gives us insight into situations. It can give us confidence to say what God is asking us to. We begin seeing the fruits of of the Spirit in our lives. This is how we actually live. Not by striving to be loving, joyous, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. But but when we're filled with the Spirit, that's just how we act. That becomes our natural disposition. I really like the way the CEV translation uh, translates the same verse that we just read from Ephesians. Don't destroy yourself by getting drunk, but let the Spirit fill your life. The way we, we are to be fully alive is to live by the Spirit. We need the spirit to fill our lives. Not just a one-time thing, but a continual filling every day. To become drunk, you don't simply will it. You don't just sit there and think, I'm going to become drunk. We have to go out and take action. It takes us having to do something. We need to spend time with God, open our hearts to be filled and changed, because unfortunately we're all leaky vessels over time our human fleshy striving to do things on our own way and in our own strength comes back our pride says that we've been doing these things so well and that we've got it all together without recognizing the spirit working in us so to sum up we need to be filled with the spirit to be fully alive and live in right relationship with God the spirit and the spirit gives us power strength and wisdom to do and be all that god has called us to and we need to be filled with the spirit every day thank you. Cool. i'd just like to pray quickly Yeah, father god we thank you that you have given us your spirit the spirit is a way of of us being able to come to you to know you to do the all that you've called us to do father you have great things for each one of us and you've given us everything we need to do it if we rely on you so father we just thank you for that we pray that you will be in our hearts this week in your awesome name amen thank you for listening To find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.